2: are you? Hello. Hi, Krista. How are you? you have I'm
0: good. Yeah, there you are.
2: Yeah, good. This sometimes seems to work better. Like if I get on and start the um, private uh, podcast, then I can just add you and then okay. it sort of lets me go hands-free and talk to you. So sure. yeah, so um, you probably know I've talked to you before recently, thankfully, um, that walking is one of the things I do every day for mindfulness and to try to get my head head right after Three years Absolutely. of my head being pretty messed up, um, yes. and your record has been a great companion because it was on my family drive to um, a cabin in Maine. Uh, I heard I heard many of your uh, songs come on that playlist, but I hadn't actually, in a little while, listened to the the Redwood record, the the final way you put it together in no. track or in track order. I kind of right. maybe been listening to just songs out of order. Yes. And I really like the journey I go on with you. <laughs> I, feel oh, like, I, love that. I feel like it sort of invites me into a story and it ends with wherever I go, um, which is kind of why I wanted to talk to you about that one, because you and I have had a few, I don't know, we'll call them heavier conversations the last couple of years. And I feel yeah. like wherever I go, I hear a little bit of um, uh, joy Uh in your circumstances, uh, not based Mm -hmm. on your circumstances, but you're sort of finding joy. And I enjoyed hearing that. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of why I wanted to talk to you about that. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to hear your song creation process for Wherever I Go. But obviously, um, The Voice and some other tracks, maybe we'll circle back to another time.
1: Sure.
0: Um, It's interesting, the journey that Wherever I Go took, because I actually started writing it years ago several Mm. years ago uh it may have been 2016 or so i think i had just moved to nashville so Mm. i was in a already in a pretty dark place Mm. um struggling but i was doing these this once a month song uh for what i was calling tune tribe it was Mm -hmm. pre-patreon and um jess ray was helping me record those across the miles and so originally the song was called I think it was just called over and over again because I was landing on the what's the end of the first verse right now it says I fall in love with the whole world over and over again. Mm. And when I first wrote it it said over and over and over. And mm. and so um I did not have a chorus I don't think back then it was just several verses. And but the people I shared it with in my little tribe Really liked it, and I just found myself coming back to it. Even just the piano part, I would frequently just sit at the piano and play this. Dun da da dun, da 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 It had this kind of Irish mm-hmm. sort of lilt to it. Yeah. And um it just made me feel happy. And even during that dark season, I truly did find such deep comfort and companionship mm. with nature with God through nature, you know?
1: Mm.
0: And, um, so when I went to, when I started the process of co-writing for this album, I had that on my list as one song that I would really love to bring into a couple of other trusted writers and get their input on. So, um, I was in the writing room with Carly Bannister one day mm. and and Latifa Alitas uh, Latifa was part of all the songs and but we had Carly in there that day and I just this is the song that rose up to the surface when I was thinking what would Carly be great which of my songs would she be really great at speaking into and if any of if you or any of your uh, readers know of Carly Bannister, she has this particular sweetness mm-hmm. in her voice and her melodies. And so I played it for her and she was like, yes, I love this. And instantly, like just the the re- slight modification to the end of the first verse, the way it goes over and over again, she just
1: mm-hmm.
0: modified that on the spot and then helped me write the rest of the verses and Latifah um, was just crucial, uh, you know, in bringing a, a, a sonic depth and shift to it, especially going into the chorus. Uh, I didn't really want another song that was in six eight time mm-hmm. on the album. I yeah. love six eight
1: yeah. so
0: much, and was feeling like, oh, I, it might not be great to have Carnival and this one written that way. And and she said, well, let's mix the time signature up. I was like, how do we do that? And she just went to the piano and started messing around and came up with this direction for the chorus that shifts the chorus into 4-4 four, four out mm. of 6-8. And it just made it magical. And so that, that was the, the journey of the song. And the bridge didn't exist until that day. So it just became a lot it, it, as some of my listeners said, it's like listening it we loved it in its baby form, but it definitely mm-hmm. feels like a grown up song now, like it became a grown up
2: <laughs> Love that.
0: In the process.
2: Uh that's amazing. Um by the way, I don't think the lyrics are anywhere maybe other than on is it on Apple Music? Probably. Oh is.
0: man, they should be. But you know, I you enter them into your distributor and you just they don't even have control over when the plat- various platforms will get them into their system, so Instagram, yeah. et cetera. I mean,
2: I sort of know it because yeah, here it is. It's actually in Apple Music. So, okay, um, you know, like that opening line, the I've got a crush on the whole world, right? So I guess, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's so interesting because I talked about listening to your record on a walk in nature, right? So yes. obviously I believe that was when I decided this was the one I wanted to talk to you about mm. Um because I was having one of those moments where I was having a crush on the whole world. And (laughs) and it was because it's full of the soul of its maker, right? And I can fall in love with that whole world over and over again. And I can even in moments of pain and darkness and depression and anxiety and worry, that's actually the beauty of our world being full of the soul of its maker, right? So the scripture that that takes me to is this idea of, you know, that, God puts eternity on the hearts of men, right? Like mm, in yeah. in Ecclesiastes, like that's Solomon's way of basically explaining: even if you don't have a relationship with God, He's going to put eternity on your heart, and mm. you're going to realize you were made for something bigger than whatever you're going through, or or ideally, there is something beyond what you're going through. Maybe that's a good way of saying it. And right. Um, And, you know, what I love is the wherever you go, you keep me steady, pulling me close, folding me in. I can depend on, I'm willing to bet on, there's no other love like this. So then that made me think right away of, you know, some of the um, beautiful poetic ways that John in his letters would talk about, you know, what kind of love is Mm, this, you know, um, that you would love somebody like me. Um, And then, you know, in the Psalms, I think there's, other ways of expressing that kind of a sentiment so i feel like you have written like for me for what i do the perfect behind the song song (laughs) because (laughs) because with somebody with ears to hear like me i can Mm -hmm. hear you know spiritual um assurances but somebody who maybe doesn't could just hear i would i okay we'll say it this way spiritual can be defined various ways i hear christian spiritual somebody Uh else could hear a different kind of spiritual um assurance and in a way that's what that ecclesiastes is about uh and it's also that's the one i'm going to go to um in the psalms you know the heavens declare the glory of god this idea of even if you don't declare it you're going to see it um, yeah in kind of your day-to-day being so that's where Mm -hmm. i biblically kind of want to that's kind of where i biblically want to take The song, Mm -hmm. but I obviously want your permission, and then of course now now of course I want your reaction. So what do you think of some (laughs) of those some of those biblical thoughts that I think of when I hear your song?
0: Oh, I love it. I think it's
2: beautiful,
0: and and I do. I believe that's true about the imprinting on us uh, of this transcendent love. I I believe that we recognize that we feel it. We are reminded of it in nature because it literally is part of our design too. You know, we, it's, we can't help almost, but resonate with it. Um, And I really don't see the need to, how do I say it? It's, to compartmentalize, mm-hmm. uh, love, you know, spiritual. How do I? How should I say this? The the love that I experience when I, or that I'm reminded of in nature, mm-hmm. when I'm feeling an absence of love in right. a maybe a human relationship, and I go out into nature and I feel this love that feels like utterly dependable, reliable. In a very impermanent world, that—that um, that is God to me. Yes. Right. And um, yeah, so for me, the it is a lo- It is the truest kind of love song. I feel like so many, so many of the ways that we as humans attempt to write what we call love songs,
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: really not love songs. They are. Um, craving songs, their codependency songs, their love, uh, lust songs, their addiction songs, infatuation songs. But when you have lived long enough to have attached yourself to, to less dependable versions of love, which right. are they have they offer something to us, anyways, but they're when you have been crushed by the realization that those things are not capital L love. Mm -hmm, Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then you go out and you, and you are reminded that there is something bigger than all of us that is big enough to hold you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and to be felt like you said, even in the midst of your worst pain.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just, It's so beautiful. It's really been hard for me to talk about it, obviously, Um, which is why I sing about it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's about living in a state of loving relationship with the source of all life, the source of all love, as experienced through and in nature for me.
2: So I believe I talked to you about, because this is going to hopefully feed into what you're saying. mm I think you heard me talk about the book Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen last yeah. time I chatted. Yeah. So I led a book discussion about the book last evening for our staff meeting. And the section was about um, choosing to serve God and others. And the idea is that's one of the ways we can express this love that God has for us, this perfect love he has for us, because it can cast out fear. You know, mm-hmm. that whole first first John idea. Um and what she's asking you to do is take take those thoughts, some of the thoughts you're still ruminating with, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: replace them with truth. Because really what you were saying earlier is a lot of those love songs are not really based on solid truth, mm-hmm. but kind of based on a fickle situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And the kind of love he wants us to know is more solid than that and that seems to be where you're going
1: yeah
0: yeah we're reaching for it we're reaching for it we just misidentify we grab something that's
2: lower hanging Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's sort of a, an approximation of, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a human version that is imperfect, and he right. wants us to kind of know about a more perfect version. So this is all I want to say about it, because this is kind of what this song does for me. Uh, it's a mental health yeah. song, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, she says, when your minds are consumed with anxiety, doubts, and fears, we can choose to remember what's true about, uh, about God. And all four of these things I feel like are in this song. His nearness. His goodness, mm-hmm. his provision, and his love, yes, so that's yeah. it. That's all I wanted to say to <laughs> yeah. make sure I make sure I got that in there because yeah. I feel like that's the devotional takeaway of this song, particularly yeah. now when you get to that bridge, everything will change, nothing stays the same. You are always, always here, right you are always always here, always here, always here that. That's the over and over again part, right? Like, I fall in love over and over again, and I can count on you being always here, back to that word um, nearness, right? He'll be near even when you feel so forsaken. And when you're in nature, you sort of feel that nearness. It's almost like this, it's this very supernatural gift he gives us, that isolation in nature, you don't actually feel alone anymore.
0: Right. Well, here's the the thing too, for me, Kevin, is that it's hard to talk about because what we are trying to get at here is something that must be embodied. It's not, it's not about what we're, it's not about thinking and intellectualizing. It's about getting your body out of your thinking chair Mm. (laughs) and into physical closeness because we are, We were put into these bodies to have an embodied experience. You know, Mm. we could have been put here on Earth as floating spirits without bodies. Sure, sure. And that's not what happened. So I love that. And I love that you notice that always here, always here, echoing back to over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that well, that's part of maybe me being a pretty deep listener, as you might imagine. For sure. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh and and that's part of I think how the Lord used my um what I thought was a disorder, you know, having O C D and he's helped me realize it's actually a gift. Yeah. Um, so that rather than it being something I'm ashamed of, he's actually kind of said to me, No, I wired your brain a little differently. Mm. And it's meant to be a deeper thinker. Uh yeah. and somebody who does perseverate on things. <laughs> it's yep. just he just wants me to perseverate on the right things. That's actually yes. the difference. Um yes. and that's where that book and I just read another book just finished yesterday. I'm reading fifty books this year. I've just finished my thirty first um uh, book. Um I read Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. And a lot of the same ideas. Like this idea of when our mind is telling us Um, again, about those imperfect facsimiles we we put our hope and trust in. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, those are not of God. That's the idea, right? Those are basically man-made attempts. Um, The beauty of something like creation is the kind of creation you and I are talking about, it's nature. It's not buildings. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not... um, Something men can be proud of. It's the reverse. It's something that the Lord gave us just before he even created us. Um, you know, he created nature and and then put us here to to actually garden uh and to yeah, tend right. and to have fellowship. Um you know and then there was also kind of the sweetness that he wanted to give us of the coolness of the air and the and the beauty and the smells and the experiences and then we basically blew it with our mm-hmm. selfishness our selfishness and our, our our greed and our pride and and aren't we really just still dealing with the exact same stuff Adam and Eve started yeah. um we're still dealing with that stuff and he has a more perfect version um, of fellowship that he wants us to put our hope in, and right. that's what that's what your song reminds me of. I guess because yeah. your song yeah. reminds me of of putting my hope in something sweeter and more permanent and less fickle than people, um, mm-hmm. and I know that lifts my mood. So that's a good mental health song, right there. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love hearing your reflections.
2: Yeah, so I, I feel like, as I was saying, the reason I wanted to, I wanted to comment on the record itself, because obviously I've been hearing a lot of these tracks in isolation, just like I heard here for you in isolation. I love where you have it on the record. I love it as the sixth track, kind of mm-hmm. um, penultimate track. Because um, mm-hmm. to me, it's it's like just one of these, uh, I get lost in it, songs, as I've told yeah. you. Um yeah. And according to Apple Music, it's my eighth most played song of the year. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm listening to it a that's lot. Awesome. Um, but then as I've been like listening to it in the context of the record, I'm like, oh, I'm on like a journey here. And oh,
0: good, that's what I hoped for.
2: Yeah, and you know, like like Redwood leads into here for you, which then
1: mm-hmm.
2: leads out with wherever I go. So kind of as right. I kind of close the record. I kind of feel like you invited me into a story I, I participated in your story and then you know roughly a half hour later um, I, I finished that journey with you so I, I go on the journey with you um, I love that yeah and uh, and that's that to me uh, and again I would say you've had other records that that's been true about but this one somehow even though I heard them as singles mostly um, I found it was almost the most cohesive record you I've heard by you <laughs> That's um, cool! Because somehow it didn't feel disjointed at all. It somehow yeah. just felt like these songs were all meant to be compiled together. So I just wanted you to say, hear that from me because I'm still an album guy. I still believe yeah. in it. I still believe in albums. um yeah. I just wrote for Dave Trout, my top gourmet albums and songs of the first uh-huh. half of the year, and of yeah. course, Redwood and of course, here for you are on. Mm. My own um so thank you so stay tuned i don't know how i think we. he just puts that out as sort of like a mid-year podcast um okay um so but yeah i mean strong consideration for me is a five overall um record mm. of the year and uh and yeah like we've done other years we've we've done multiple songs and this is now our second so you tell me i have two choices mm. um as a third so yeah. the voice i'm just intrigued. For yeah. A lot of reasons because even though it's like you even mentioned female voice, uh, uh-huh. I, I actually want to know more about that one. Um, <laughs> and then, um, either body and soul or everybody feels it. So, out of those three oh, gosh. which which one would you want to dig into with me sometime? Oh man, um, you can also ruminate about the, it and
0: get back to me. Yeah, I mean, I would say, gosh, I love the all those, those three happen to be pretty, um. Uh, you know topically the most uh compelling to me on the album sure. the voice the voice and every feels it um
1: mm-hmm. i think
0: are pretty important yes subjects in terms of like re- those two have been probably the two that i've gotten the most like uh like speed gut level response to from people sure um so either one, I mean, one's dealing obviously with addictions and self-harm and the other one is like, you know, it's more probably controversial in the Christian circle because it has to do with listening to your and trusting your intuition and, and with an emphasis on female uh, empowerment yeah. in a way. So that you, I don't know your, if your audience would be more inclined to be interested in one or the other. And then of course, body and soul is just super important about integration
1: mm-hmm. of
0: of our, and mental, you know, for our mental health and all of that. So I don't know. You, you just, <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll, I'll keep listening. Um, I think, I think myself personally, yeah. hmm, I might want to dig into Everybody Feels It for a mm-hmm. couple of different reasons. And I think it just covers a different, topic than you and I've kind of ever talked about, actually? Yeah,
0: I I do think so. That's actually um, Latifah's favorite song on the album,
2: my producer. yeah Yeah, so let's 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 earmark that. Uh, um, and sometimes I like to do multiple songs in one conversation, but I, I feel like for today, we can just end on wherever I go, and sure. I'll, circle, I'll circle back with you if you're okay with that. Yeah, that's
1: great. Because
2: a lot of what helps me is as I compile, because you're in both my top five, Album playlist, and you're in my top ten album playlist, and you're in my gourmet album playlist and my gorm- <laughs> gourmet so you're in my gourmet my gourmet song playlist, so you're clearly rotating through my head on a fairly regular basis, so so it's kind of like how this conversation happened it's like a song'll hit me. Yeah, um, and I'll reach out because of how that song hit me. Um, I don't know. Have right. you ever met, have you ever met Melanie Penn? Do you know her?
1: Oh, she's a
0: close friend. She's okay, here cool. every week for dinner. <laughs> Amazing.
2: So so she and I are literally having the same like conversation about which song to talk about next. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and she keeps pumping out new songs, and she keeps throwing me off. So so <laughs> I I did I did two from More Alive Volume One. Um, I did I Wanna Know You and I did um He Will Redeem It All. Uh-huh. And then from More Live Volume Two, I started with the Melody and then I did um then I did Follow You and then I did Peace and Peace has literally been like my anthem. Um mm. so I mentioned you were my eighth most listened to song of the year. Uh-huh. Peace is my Peace is my most listened <laughs> number
0: to number one of oh, the year I love by that
2: number one. So so I, I kept kind of trying to decide what else from more live volume two would I write about? And I kept praying. And every time I heard her opening track, this story, I, I'm like, I need to feature this one. Mm. And I, and I couldn't shake it. Like I just was like, I have to write about this. Um. So, so just, you know, she and I are talking about that. Yeah. I, think, I think about that one next week, but then she just put out two more tracks. Um, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if you've heard the newest one, but it's based on First uh, Thirteen, yes. And I'm like, I think I need to talk about that one. <laughs> um, so, but I told her I wanted to finish talking about More Alive Volume Two first, sort of like with you. Like, I wouldn't want to move on from Redwood. Let's say you put out another song now, I'd want to f- make sure I, I gave Redwood the attention it deserves mm. first. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I feel like More Alive Volume Two was one of the best records of the last decade, and like. Mm. And like you and I know it, and I need yeah. more people. To, I need more people to know that because um, uh, <laughs> I just think it's incre- incredibly timely um, for what we've all been going through. And I do feel Redwood is incredibly timely for what we've yeah. all been going through. So, so you keep good company because she's awesome. So say hi for me, please. Oh, um, I
0: love her so much.
2: And I have gotten to meet you, and I have gotten to meet her. She actually came to our area last December uh, and did one of her Christmas shows. Mm. and uh, I was there, and we got to hang out afterwards, so that was neat. Um, but, yes, uh-huh. you haven't been back to my area in quite some time. I um, know.
0: I haven't. <laughs> like it's been like
2: <laughs> 10 years or something. It's so, been a long
0: time. I know.
2: Um, so if you do, obviously let me know, or if for some reason I could somehow host you. Um, host Thank you me. and Melanie together. Maybe we should oh, figure man. class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if if for no other reason, um, I just strongly believe. Okay, so here's the only reason I would circle back to the voice. Okay, because you're Mm -hmm. you're right, you're right that there is potential controversy. Sure. And I mentioned, you know, the voice of a woman that I I thought was interesting. It's interesting I said that. Um, (laughs) um, But I am a girl dad, and I have understood for a long time why a woman's voice needs to be, I guess the word I would say is better respected, even though in like mm. that whole love and respect passage, it, it revolves around men need to love more and women need to respect more.
1: Mm. I
2: do think respect is in general a problem in our mm. society.
1: Yeah,
2: And I'm willing to tackle some of societal societal problems in these devotionals mm. in addition to Bible studies. I've kind of moved past just it being a Bible study And Mm -hmm. I really do want it to be a little bit of a societal commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do feel this song allows for that more. Um, But I also do believe the addiction, um, and everybody, everyone feels it. Uh, Everybody feels it. Is that the title? Yeah, everybody feels it. Yeah, that's that's kind of like even more universal, I guess. Yeah. So, so maybe yeah. we need to, maybe we need to address yeah, that. Everybody so,
0: Everybody either has been the person or has a person in their life, I think, especially after COVID, you know, yeah. who's had some kind of either self-harm addiction, suicidal yeah. tendency, ideation, depression, yeah. all of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely make that be our, our next track from, from Redwood. Yeah. And yeah. um and by you know maybe by whenever you see Melanie, yeah. Uh, next, uh, likely we will have talked about the story or soon soon in connection with. Um, love that. And and again, what I love she talked about in that one is it's just again this hope of mm-hmm. of something bigger than what we're watching. Similarly, mm-hmm. wherever I go. In fact, I think those two songs go well together. Mm. Um, in fact, I think I'm planning to write about them back to back.
1: Oh, cool.
2: Uh, back-to-back weeks. Um, and just one last thing to update you on. Yeah. I have been approached to publish a series of my devotionals as um, a book. Um, oh, wow.
1: That's cool. And,
2: and what we're looking to do is compile them based on themes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know I picked one of your songs. Let me just see which volume I put it in. Um, I think I called it Songs for Depression. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's um, good. Um, so I think I have a playlist called Songs for Depression. Yeah, that was one of my two I've been working on. And let me see which track I put in there. Oh, I had here I had here for you in there just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know that that's the ultimate depression song you and I've talked about, but it's your newest one. Um, anyway, it works for me. When yeah. I'm, when I'm feeling depressed this song helps me so okay you'll see why when i read okay. it okay uh, <laughs> um maybe it's the i don't know when it gets brighter but i hope it's soon kind of idea yeah, you know yeah, it's, that's, yeah. that's that's kind of what i'm referring to so so anyhow it's in that volume and i believe that's the first volume i'm going to publish um so stay tuned because at some point i think we'll be reaching out to all the artists uh i'll be featuring oh mm-hmm. by the way i think peace is also in there. Um, by Melanie. Uh, as uh-huh. well. So, so I think the idea is I'm going to look. I'm going to look to eventually make sure you guys are all aware. So we're not going to include the lyrics because we know it's kind of challenging to get permissions for that.
1: Uh-huh. And
2: and I'm only going to include one scripture reference. The uh-huh. rest of it's going to be kind of what you shared with me, and mm-hmm. then what my takeaway thoughts were. Okay. Because we can we've gotten the permissions for kind of the rest of it, basically. Yeah. So, so we're kind of looking great. possibly as soon as later this year. So, so I figure as I talk to the different artists I'm going to be featuring, um, and I don't know if that's my final title. I think that is probably the right title because I was going to say mindfulness or something along those lines, but truthfully, these are songs I needed in a state of depression. So that's mm. kind of a, I think that's the right word.
0: Yeah. Well, I I always find it's most compelling when we create, you know, what we really what hit us personally, what, um, based on our own personal experience, you
2: know, so. Yeah. in the word anxiety, uh, I've been learning, um, people over, uh, misinterpret, I guess, what they're yeah. supposed to be anxious about. Cause actually you're mm. really not supposed to, you're actually supposed to be anxious for nothing. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, but depression on the other hand, I think is legitimately not just clinical. It's actually also biblical. Um, like it's not a it's not a psychologist invented thing. It's
1: mm-hmm. something I
2: actually have experienced and see people experience, and have yeah. read about people experiencing, uh-huh. and and all of us can relate to. I need something to lift me out of a pit kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I just want you to for know, sure. here for you here for you lift me out of the pit. So thank you for
0: mm. that. I'm so glad. I'm yeah. so glad.
2: So, well, as always, I appreciate you and your art and want to keep writing about your art uh, as much as possible. So let's not be strangers and we'll talk about Everybody Feels It um, maybe in the next couple of months.
0: Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate you and the way you hear. It's, It's really encouraging.
2: My pleasure. It's really a pleasure to hear more music from you. And I know, I don't know, I felt like there was like this three year weird vortex where I was hearing you. I think I told you that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, but I wasn't telling you that. And, oh. I, and I, I should, I should have, No, I there's should no. have been telling people. Um,
0: I, I don't think that. you need a should on yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. But I I think what yeah. I've realized is I felt very isolated and I'm sure mm. others did as well. I think yeah. artists who lost the ability to tour especially mm. needed needed encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: so, can be
2: true. So I just wanted to make sure I'm making it up for lost time and encouraging you.
0: <laughs> no, you're doing a great job.
2: <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, well, Kevin. have a good evening and I look forward to talking again soon. Okay. Bye.
0: All right.
2: Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.